Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The signs keep pointing towards Khalil Herbert making his return to the Chicago Bears as the Chicago Bears have waived running back Darrington Evans. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to talk about uh, the questions commonly going around a lot of Bears circles right now on has Justin Fields showed enough for the Chicago Bears to pass on a quarterback in this upcoming draft? And we'll talk about why the answer is probably a bit of yes and probably a bit of no, as I don't think the Bears are going to go quarterback in this draft. We're going to talk about that, plus dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly than that, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So just quick update on the roster. The Chicago Bears have now officially waived Darrington Evans from the team, which kind of makes sense. When you look at all the other running backs coming back healthy, we know that we signed him because of the running backs that we went down, familiar with the system, has been in the team and organization before. And Darrington Evans showed up and played really well for the Chicago Bears over that stretch in the role that he was that he was called to do. And I would not be surprised at all if he is a free agent at the end of the season, if maybe the Bears do look to bring him back, depending on what direction they go with the roster. If Roshan and Khalil Herbert are brought in, uh, well, kept as the one and two, and maybe uh, like Deontay Foreman goes to another team, don't be surprised if you see Darren and Evans come back uh, to the Chicago Bears roster. It sucks that, he, you know, I mean, he came in, he did what he was supposed to do, and that's really what it was. He was brought in to play a role while the Bears' main running backs were down and out. He performed pretty well in it, but we got better running backs coming in, and this continues to go towards that trend where it looks like um, uh, Khalil Herbert is making his return for the Chicago Bears, and so you know that's all. That's what we we want to see, right? We want to get back to the, this team getting as being as healthy as possible uh, as they go towards the last seven games of the season to really see and continue to evaluate what we have here on this team for players that are shaped up to be a big fu- a part of the Chicago Bears' future. So. We end up seeing with that. You know, Deontay Foreman has been a player that's really shined and just reminded everybody what he can and the fact that he still has skill um, in this NFL. And I'm glad for him. I think that, that I think that Deontay Foreman is probably going to get paid. I don't think that comes from the Chicago Bears this offseason, especially as they have Khalil, as they have Roshan. But Deontay Foreman is definitely probably going to get paid. And I hope that he does, right? With that said, like I said, I just wanted to give that update. We missed it yesterday. Didn't get a breaking news update out for you guys. So there you go on that one. Now, with that said, a lot of the conversation with Justin Fields returning keeps being and has been for the most part of the season is what are the Bears going to do with their picks? Right now, slated to have the number one and number five pick, I think is where it falls, in this upcoming draft with how the records are right now. That's still fluid until we get closer to the end of the season. 
But the Bears are slated to have two top five picks at the bare minimum top 10. I don't think the Bears went enough to drop that far, though, right? And so it's made the question, and a lot of people are asking now, is Justin Fields in these last seven games auditioning to keep his job? Here's what I'm saying. Uh, and I talked a little bit about this on Bleacher Report when I did a live stream over there, but I'm bringing some of that conversation here, is that I look at personally as Marvin Harrison Jr. as the best talent in this upcoming draft, period. That's just how I view it, right? I know that not everybody's going to think that. I know some people are also going to say, well, yeah, he's probably the best, but if you don't have a quarterback to throw to him, what good is it going to do? And hey, can't knock you on that one. But the way that I look at it in the view is that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best talent in this draft, period. I think that he has he, – he's the best uh, talent in college football. I think you, you also look at kind of his mindset, his mentality, how he works, that he's a player that you can also feel comfortable to hit the, the peak of that ceiling that you view. And so in my opinion, even if the Bears do end up with the number one overall pick, unless they – depending on how other, the other draft selections work and the teams that are beneath you, I think the Bears should just go ahead and take Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think that if you continue to shore up uh, some of the issues on this team with that offensive line, because, again – I also think that you can go tackle with it with a top five pick in Olu, who's there, Joe Olt, who's there. You can absolutely shore that up further as well, or you can go uh, edge, depending on where other things fall. Um, also in this draft, uh, Latou from uh, UCLA is an edge that I like as well. But I think you keep shoring up those trenches, and then even if you do eventually have to move on from from Justin Fields and he proves not to be the guy, you have your you have your trenches shored up, you have your weapons shored up. And at that point, you feel comfortable in doing that. I think it's really going to come down to what, how Ryan Poles views the situation, right? Does he see a quarterback that he views as his guy? Do they make a change at head coach and offensive coordinator? Maybe that guy wants to go out and get a different quarterback, whatever is said. But I do think that there's something to be said about getting the best talent overall in the draft. And I view that as Marvin Harrison Jr. I do think to a degree these last seven games are going to be important to really tell and solidify some things. Justin Fields was trending in the right areas and direction the last two full games he played before he went down with injury. So these last seven games are going to be hugely important for Justin Fields. But for me, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the guy that keeps standing out, and he's the guy that I view as the number one overall talent in this draft, in my opinion. But I'd love to hear from how you guys feel on that one down below. But with that said, it is Friday, so know what that means. It's Mailbag Day. Let's go ahead and get to the mailbag. This first voicemail, this one's from Eric. I'm Eric. This is the second time. The first time I really, really messed up. But I actually want to get into a lot of what the media has going on when it comes to Justin Fields and saying that he hasn't shown that he could be a good quarterback. I was watching speak, uh, and they talked about how Justin Fields hasn't shown enough through his first three years how he could be a winning quarterback in this league. And I questioned how could this really be his third year if for most of the first season he wasn't starting, he was sitting behind Andy Dalton. His second season, he did start. And his third season, which isn't even – halfway over, I'm sorry, isn't even over yet. It's still eight weeks left in this game, in this season, seven games left, and the media is throwing out all of these eight core justice. I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why they're saying this, why they're doing this, but it just seems like they're so uneducated and they're not watching the game, especially considering Acho said Justice Fields is injury prone, considering he's had two small injuries. Like, that's insane. Justin Fields is injury prone, but not Justin Herbert. Like, if you're going to call Justin Fields as you call him, you have to call Justin Herbert injury conference and he's been out, or he did sit out. Like, that's so crazy because they judge him so harshly with it not the other quarterbacks. But at the same time, bear down. That was just some of my thoughts. I think the media is kind of hype up uh, 
the Bears are failures. And that's not the case. Uh, this is a bad season. It was never going to be a winning season, but fair down anyway. The media and Justin Fields' doubts. Here's what I'll say. There is some merits to be said about the doubts around Justin Fields in the media. As much as I still like Justin Fields, I'd be remiss to not say that there, are, there aren't reasons to have doubt around Justin. There are. And I think that that's for most quarterbacks, though, who've gone through what Justin Fields has gone through. Yeah, you have some surefire things way earlier. I think also you probably have a better and tighter co- coaching situation and roster situation at that point. But there still are reasons to have doubts around Justin Fields. I can't act like they're not. There are valid reasons to have doubts. I think ultimately when it comes down to it, though, some of the way that the conversation is around Justin, especially when the Tyson Bage in and he stepped in, some of that is all sensationalism, right? It's it's wanting to get the headlines. It's wanting to do those type of things. And you already know how I feel about the national media. It's why I, I double down on people like Justin Other Year Chicago, Swifty Sports, right, rather than go to the national media for the conversation around the Bulls because it's stupid. Um, so, you know, that's where I come. Justin does have doubts, but listen, it is up to Justin to, to, to silence those doubters. And I do think that he still has a lot of progression naturally to do, but there's still a lot to like about Justin Fields as well as a quarterback. I think he came into a unique situation as well with Chicago fans. We are thirsty for a quarterback because we've never had what we look at as a true franchise quarterback that's getting us on these deep playoff runs and making us contenders. And a lot of Bears fans are very thirsty for that. And any type of thing that shakes that, they're ready to give up on that quarterback. We'll see what the front office ends up thinking when it's when it's all said and done. We'll end up seeing. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one didn't leave his name, but it's from the three one two. What's up, Hayes? What's up, team? Just want to thank y'all for allowing everybody to express themselves as fans on this platform. Is really like clutch. I be I be talking a lot about them, but yeah, I got I got a theory. Now, I ain't trying to jinx nothing. Knock on wood, but just hear me out. So I was watching this video on YouTube, and it was like the top ten defenses. Or not the top ten. What did the top defenses from 2010 do? Like, did they make the Super Bowl or whatnot? So they went from 2010 to now. And then they got to 2012. Y'all know who the top defense in 2012 and 2013 was. The Legion of Boom. And 2012, they didn't really uh, do nothing in the playoffs. And in 2013, they just went on a whole nother level. Y'all know what happened. But this is what piqued my interest. They was like one of the greatest secondaries of all time, and they was all 24, 25-year-olds. Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, the other dudes, all young as shit, all developing together, and you see what they did. And I'm just thinking, like, Jaquan Briska, Kyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, Eddie Jackson, if he stay. If not, I ain't going to cry. But, shit, even the Terrell Smith, like... They all 24, 25 or younger, except for Eddie Jackson, old ass. And then we got Sanborn, Edmonds, T.J. Edwards. Like, I know it's wishful thinking, but all we can really get excited about as Chicago Bears fan is potential. And it sounds pretty similar. It's a lot of similarities to these Bears teams, to a lot of teams that had success. I see, I heard, um, I heard on the radio once it was comparing them to the the Cowboys in the 90s when they had Trey Aikman. They was like, Trey Aikman's first four years were terrible. And then he just, they were um, three and whatever, and they built that team through the trenches, and they won like two, three Super Bowls. I don't know the exact numbers, but I'm like, hey, that's kind of us. Or you could compare us to, to the Lions the past couple of years. The Lions just had a year up on us when it comes to the rebuild. But it's all looking similar there, too. So, I don't know, man. It's a lot of potential, and I just want to hear y'all thoughts about it, man. 
Chicago up, bear down. You already know. I love the, the like, I when, when you have young pillars of your defense, you want to keep them and you want to develop them together. The chemistry, everything from develop, being able to have players that are all around the same age, that are all around the same trajectory, that all fit the same timeline, again, except Eddie Jackson, that can grow, develop together over a number of years. You also have to have a, the right system, the right coach, right, to guide that development along. But there's something to be said when you're able to have that and then continue to add to it through the draft. What the Bears secondary is, right, and the players that you mentioned in there, uh, Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith, um, 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 uh, uh, Kyler Gordon, uh, Jaquan Brisker, like just such young, strong players that have that. And, and Jalen Johnson isn't too far. He's what, like I said, he's like, 18 months older than some of those guys and even less than that for some of them. So at the end of the day, we do have a lot of promise in this young core. And even with Eddie Jackson, while I understand that Eddie Jackson is older, he can't stay healthy. And there is a real possibility the Bears can look to move on from him. There's also something to be said that the Bears can look at different safety prospects and then keep Eddie Jackson for that last year. And then hoping the next year that somebody that the safety that they draft in this upcoming draft steps into that position, which is a possibility. So, I really I like what you said. Even like you said, you mentioned Jack Sanborn, Javon Dexter, right? Like these are all young guys that we have. And if we drafted the right guys and we feel like they are right, we just need to change the coaching staff for the system, then we 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 can have such a strong foundation, right? And even for a franchise like the Bears that don't always spend the big money, I think that um it having players that you can dra- draft and develop, it also helps with that as well. So let's hope that that's the case. I really like this young secondary. I like the young players, a lot of the young players we have on this team. And let's hope that we've set in the foundation for a solid core that we're going to be able to build off on for years and years to come. At least let's, let's hope that that's the case. But all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Jay. Yo, yo, it's just Jay right here, man. Not a hot take. Lukewarm, as you already know. Um, This is just more of a rant. I hope I don't go over too long. But, man, I am sick and motherfucking tired of the media and the way that they are portraying Justin Fields. I, I love how everybody is off this Justin Fields bandwagon. Even though his PR rating, his passer rating, his yardage, and his touchdowns were top-notch before he got injured, I love how everybody is talking about Kayla Williams and stuff now. Like, my whole thing is this. Is it Justin Fields or is it the coaching? Did we forget a couple years ago, a couple summers ago, how everybody was talking about why are we hiring a defensive a defensive-minded coach to be a head coach for an offensive player? Like, we need somebody to develop a quarterback. And why are we not beginning an actual offensive coordinator instead hiring a QB coach to be our offensive coordinator? And now we think just two like, – like, we're looking at their trajectory as two years of being, like, an offensive coach and an offensive coordinator. <laughs> like, we're looking at th- them develop as coaches, and we're looking at them, you know, and, and we're looking at Justin instead of them. You know what I mean? We're talking trash about them before uh, Justin Fields said anything. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Then as soon as Justin Fields also said, hey, it's the coach, and now all of a sudden we switch and say, oh, Justin Fields shouldn't have said that. He said exactly what he was supposed to. I don't care about that whole as a leader, but as a leader, you say what's wrong with the team. Nobody talks shit about uh, Larry Bird whenever he talks trash about the Celtics. He won championships. He said what he, was on his mind. You know what I mean? Sometimes you don't have to politics. Sometimes you got to say what needs to happen in order for things to happen, man. I, I, I love how we treat me. I love how and, and, and I'm going to love even more when Justin Fields comes back. And I'm not saying we're going to win and he's going to do all this stuff. But he's going to continue to do exactly what he's been doing. And, and I'm going to love how quiet people are going to be about it. You know what I mean? We all acting like if, if we had C.J. Stroud, everybody's now talking about, oh, man, if we could have got C.J. Stroud, it would have been such a win. We Look at him. You know, like if we would have got C.J. Stroud, we'd be talking about how he's a bust already. It's not, it's not the QB. It's the coaching. We all talking about Patrick Mahomes, that he would still be here if we would have drafted him. He wouldn't. He would be a backup somewhere because we would have ruined him. I don't understand what is like, – like, it's never the QB. We should keep Justin Fields because we actually know that he can play in Chicago. When it get cold as hell, he can play. If he gets injured, he can come back and keep playing well. We don't know that about Caleb Williams. We don't know that about Drake Mays. We don't know that about Bo Nix. You know what I mean? These guys got to come in and prove it. And sure, they can come in and prove, but I think what we have is already proven. We just need to build around it. I don't know about you guys. Maybe I'm wrong. How do you guys feel about it? But Chicago up there down. Another one on the media and Justin Fields, and I love the question that you presented. Is it Justin Fields or is it coaching? Now, here's what I'll say. I know you guys know I try to always be level-headed. It's a mixture of both, right? Just, you can say that the coaching here has not put Justin Fields in the, in the right positions or maybe has hurt his development more, more than, uh, than helped it, but also you can also say that Justin Fields also has things that he has he has fallen short on that he still needs to show and prove that he can correct and correct consistently and at the right level. So I think it's a mixture of both. Coaching hasn't helped, especially when you have somebody like Luke Getze, who is a terrible play caller. It doesn't help. But I also think that Justin has things that he needs to do, tighten up on his own game, trust himself. That's why after we heard Justin say, I'm just going to go out there and play my game, I think that we did see him. He was more decisive. He was a better quarterback. Using his, still using his legs to extend plays and running where he can. And that is up to Justin to own his own development as far as the mental aspect of his game. He has to do that as well. So I say that it's a mixture of both. And I know that's not going to be common, especially where we live in a black and white society where they really want to make it, oh, it's either this or it's either that. But really, I think, honestly, the truthful answer is, is that it sits somewhere in the middle. And we, we, we can see both improve and figure this thing out. And I hope that that's the case. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Fred. Hey, what up, man? What it do? This be your boy Fred, man. Hey, I'm calling, man, and I just want to know, man, like, hey, you think Fields going to come out and, and, and get on the run these last couple of games? Because now he probably see how the, you know what I'm saying? Like, since he's been out, he had no chance to sit back and look like what he want to do with the offense now. Because, yeah, see, like, you know, to me, I feel like nothing against Tyson Bajan or none of that. You know, he, he's a good backup. 
But Jesse, to me, like I said before, I feel like he, he tried to sabotage Phil. And then on top of that, this man is not Aaron Rodgers. You cannot make somebody the, the type of quarterback that you coach back from, from, you know, from an old team. You let that new dual-threat quarterback play to his strength and let him open up that motherfucking playbook. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll make you look like a fucking genius. But Luke Jesse don't want to look like a genius. He want to look like an idiot because he's, he's an arrogant-ass offensive coordinator. Now, Matt Eberflus, I still, like, kind of want him to go because he he just don't fit the narrative of the team. Like, he, he, he doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hoping these guys pull an upset win on Detroit because, honestly, I don't see Detroit as good as everybody goes to get them credit for. So let's, let's see. I want to see Fields and DJ, you know what I'm saying, get back to being, you know, that time to receive he can be because when I had watched that game against the Panthers, you see the frustration on his face, like, you know, with, with Tyson Bajan because DJ want to go deep, you know what I'm saying, and, and Fields, you know, he, he give us that, you know what I'm saying, because Bajan doesn't have a, no strong arm. So let's see what these dumbass coaches do if they going to come out calling the right players to players in the right position and play their strength to get this win. Because if not, we already know what the problem is. And if people think he talks, oh, they should draft a quarterback. Get the fuck up there, motherfuckers, man. Get the fuck up out of here with that shit. Justin Fields is not the problem. Only thing Fields got to work on that should have been coached is him holding that ball and hitting his receivers. That's it. Which they haven't even coached him on that shit, though. We don't need another quarterback. I watched these games last week, man. And, I mean, Drake May, he's all right. But why go with a rookie quarterback if you damn near, like, few pieces away? Build around Fields. Build, you know what I'm saying, like, get Marvin Harrison Jr., get another tackle, whether it's in the draft, or a veteran, you no know, left tackle that's solid, you know what I'm saying, that can hold his own as well, that you really ain't got to spend that much, man. And we get us another center, and we'll be all good, though. But hopefully these, these cocksuckers put, you know, make the right play calling and put the players in the right position to, you know what I'm saying, succeed. But let me know what you think, man. Chicago up, bear down. Can Justin come out and get on a run? That's the question that everybody's asking. Is it, Can he? And I think that when you look at, and that's why I had the video earlier in the week where I said Justin Fields is coming back to a much better situation than what he originally left the Chicago Bears in. The defense is better. The offensive line is fully healthy, right? Um, uh, Khalil, uh, not Khalil, uh, Cole Komet has gotten in the rhythm, right? Those things can all help Justin Fields come back and be in a more solid position. And to the point, he, he's now had chances to watch on the sidelines. And so hopefully that also helps him come back, be a little bit more poised, be a little bit more decisive because he's been watching what this team has done well or done badly. And hopefully he sees where he can fit in in that a little bit more. His ability to throw down the field better than Tyson Bajan as well. Let's hope that that comes in and that helps the team. But I do think that right now he is stepping into a better situation and it's on him and the coaches as well. But it's on it to him to come in and really show Kind of those those things that he left off showing that uh, we want to see a little bit more consistently. These last seven games, all eyes are going to be on Justin Fields and what he can be. And we're going to see. Hopefully he shows it. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one is from Marifa Asad. Bobby, C-Dub, hey, them cognac boys. What's happening, fellas? Justin Fields is back, man. And so is your man, Marifa Asad. Black yet again, baby. Here I am, back in the flesh. Listen, man, it's so good to have Justin back on the field, man. It feels so good, man. Listen, the boys are coming back more healthy again, and they're about to circle the wagon with their lead up. Justin Fields at the helm going, throwing them balls, and he's going to be 
throwing the ball touchdowns and throwing touchdowns, man, down the field, man. Justin had to sit on the sideline for four weeks, man, and watch this basic kid come in and take the shine from him. He heard all of the noise. He was listening to all the ESPN screaming A. Smith, Chris Canty, talking about some Justin needs to sit out and he don't need to play for Chicago no more. Justin heard all of that stuff, man. Chris Collinsworth talking about some Justin can learn from Beijing while watching his film. And I'm like, what in the world? He heard all of that stuff, man, that Boomer Esiason was saying that if Beijing keep playing well, that Justin can't going to get his job back. Now, come on, man. I'm going to tell you something, man. Justin is back and I'm feeling good. Listen, man, I'm going to tell you something. Justin about to turn the skeptic into believer. Now, pressure do one of two things. Now, it either bust a pipe or it create a diamond, baby. And these last seven games, these last seven games, Justin know and Eva Flus know that his back and his coach's back is against the wall, man. They're going to have that number one pick. And everybody in the world is saying they need to go ahead and pick a quarterback in the draft. But listen. Justin can change the whole narrative by playing well these last seven games. And he's going to do just that. Justin is about to remind the entire league that he's a star and watch how he come out. And then once he proved that he's the star in Chicago, you're going to see that the media's they narrative is going to change. They're going to start kissing Justin's ass like it ain't never been kissed before. You hear me? Listen, man, I'm getting up out of here. I've got places to go. People to see, you know what I do. But before I go, I'm gonna drop my prediction. Bears twenty four, Lions seventeen, Chicago up and bear down, baby. Justin, Justin back, Justin coming back healthy is the thing that we that we need and want to see. And like I said in the last voicemail, all eyes are gonna be on Justin. And especially when you're coming in against a divisional opponent, you want to see how the Bears are gonna execute in this. And I think the Bears have a lot of things that they can do well and miss and matches that they can take advantage of against the Detroit Lions. Is it going to be easy? No, I'm not saying that it is. But now that you do have your leader back, you do have your vocal leader at to- on top of that and, and your quarterback coming back, and let's hope that it rallies the team. Let's hope that he comes in in a way and we really see it and we're looking at Justin over these last seven games like, hey, Justin came in and he was the difference for the Chicago Bears team, that he made players better, that he stepped up his own game. Let's hope that that's the case. I think that Justin has that potential. It's still there in him. Let's hope that we see it in this game against the Detroit Lions. Let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Barry. Hey, it's Bobby Caesar. Hey, it's Barry here. Fellas, I got, I got two calls this week. So, okay, the other thing that I got to talk about is with this Lions game uh, this weekend, listen, if the Bears don't win this one, I'm not going to be heartbroken. It's okay. It's fine. It helps to tank it down and all that. But, fellas, there's a couple things I need to see. One is, I, of course, I'm pulling for JF1 to ball out and look, look fucking awesome, of course. Okay, second thing I want to see, in no particular order, David Montgomery shut down. This run defense has been great, but this uh, Lions offensive line is no fucking joke, so that's going to be something to watch. Uh, Sweat's going to need to step up off the edge and fucking put the clamps on that kid. I can't have Montgomery having a revenge game. I can't fucking have it. Okay, fellas, but the biggest thing I need to see is that little fucking goblin. I'm on Ross St. Brown. It's the sun god. Oh, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Fellas, I need to see Kyra Gordon put the fucking clamps on that little slot goblin all fucking day long, okay? These Lions fans, they're getting real fucking mouthy about that little prick. They're talking about, oh, he's DJ who? We got the best receiver in the North. Listen, fellas, 
That kid is the beneficiary of a fucking offensive line that gives that quarterback all day to throw to get open in the slot. He's not. I'm not saying he's a bad receiver. He's good. But they're fucking overhyping this kid. They are not realizing what a great offensive line, the best in the NFL, and a great OC in Ben Johnson does to a fucking receiving game and a running game for that fucking matter. Okay, all this fucking talk about him being better than DJ Moore. I need to see DJ Moore go off on these fucking clowns via Justin Fields' arm, and I need to see Kyla Gordon put his fucking shoulder right in that little goblin's chest and knock the fucking wind out of that kid, all right? Especially that fucking podcast he does with his brother where he just talks shit the whole time and... Yeah, EQ can't say shit because he's, he's not wrong that, you know, they, they've been winning more games than EQ and the Bears have. But anyway, fellas, Kyla Gordon, I need you to step the fuck up, okay? Use your Spider-Man bullshit on this fucking little goblin. And he is a goblin, fellas. There's two goblins in the NFC North, and that is uh, Emin Ross St. Brown and Jair Alexander. They're fucking goblins. They're a different species, fellas. So uh, anyway, that's my thoughts, all right? So till next time, Chicago up, but they down. All great points, as always, from Barry. Um, yeah, listen, Kyler Gordon has stepped up in such a tremendous way, being in that nickel, and it's just tailor-suited for what he is and his skill set as a player. There are some times where Jalen Johnson also lines up in the nickel on clear passing down situations for other teams, and I think that's fine as well. Kyler Gordon is important. The way that the Bears have used him in both the, the pass game and the running game, right, to, to in that run defense as well, has, has caused fits for defense and in their running attack, and so... Overall, here's what I'll say. Yes, the Bears need to take advantage of several matches up against the Lions, but it's not going to be easy, right? And the Bears have to come in. They have to be poised. They have to limit the turnovers, right, and and be a disciplined team. And when we're disciplined, the, the game of football comes so much easier to this Chicago Bears team. And you can say that about any team. And so let's hope that that's the case. And I really do hope that we're talking about another Chicago Bears dub against a divisional opponent in the Detroit Lions on Sunday. Let's hope and pray, and let's see what they give us. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearsCentral at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Shy Town up, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.